You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. We're listening to the Way Station Podcast with Megan and Stephanie. Welcome to the Way Station. To ensure traveler safety and comfort, please deposit your baggage at the door. The Way Station encourages open discussions. All stories are also accepted. Rest from your journey through life. Enjoy your stay and please come again. Hello and welcome back to the Wave Station. I'm Megan. And I'm Stephanie. Oh, I'm Jason. Wow. <laughs> that was really loud and you're getting it. You're going to get. sound like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> but like a porn the... of impressions today. <laughs> it was like a poor man's Mickey Mouse. It was. Like, it was. like a knockoff Mickey. Kind of a jerk. <laughs> back when he was silent in 3D <laughs> or black and white. Walt Disney was a jackass. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So wow. we, we've been on a little bit of a hiatus. Just um, a small one. Uh, for a few weeks. We had um, a couple of things that, you know, we had life things going on. Uh, Meg had a trip to Gen Con. Yes. Um, a couple of weekends ago. Like, what, three weekends ago? No? Yeah. Oh, God, has it? Been? Yeah. Three. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Two weeks. Maybe it was, maybe it was four. It might have been four. It might have been four. So, yeah, our last show was the. Was two weeks before that, so we haven't had a show in forever. <laughs> so Seriously, we're still here, people. Like two months. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, so we had some life things happen, and we um, kind of had to readjust our schedule. And with Labor Day happening and all that, uh, we're finally back. We're back, man. It's exciting. Megan doesn't seem excited. Back. Welcome back. <laughs> and, and Jess is back, too. I, Woo! I know. Hi! Yeah, I know. It's the first in a really long time. I, I know. Well, y'all are some good company. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you, you have been up. Well, technically, we have been up since around, what, 9 in the morning? Because I text you early, too. Oh, I got up at 8, and I've been here since yeah. 9. That's <laughs> so, yeah, so we've been we've been up since, like, like, maybe that. 7 o'clock. Yeah, I've been because up since that's around when I, I was like, I'm tired. I didn't want to get up this morning. My dog, I was cuddling with my dog, and... That's the best. No, I'm, I'm due for a nap. I didn't want to be here today because I felt like it was time for a nap. But I'm here. Thanks, Meg. It's okay. You're welcome. Stephanie. You're such a peach. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been podcasting all day. I was doing Shot of History, and we had to do nine episodes. We recorded nine episodes what of Shot of History hell? today. What the hell were you guys talking about? Oh, we had tons of different topics planned. I mean, and we, we did a, a special um, – that a special episode that won't be released to the public um, that will be for the um, Harvey Relief Fund um, okay. for podcasters that were affected um, by uh, Hurricane Harvey. And then the rest, it's going to go 50% to them and then 50% to um, the Harvey Relief Fund. Aww. So we did a really cool, it was it was pretty cool. We talked about some Texas facts. and But yeah, I've been here podcasting all day. I'm not going to want to talk after <laughs> After this, I am done. Yeah. <laughs> I am done. Yeah, after this, I wouldn't be surprised if I fell asleep at playing D&D. Like, She's going to be like trying to... Drooling on my sheet paper. <laughs> She's going to go out and roll her D20 and it's going to fall out of her sleepy hand. <laughs> <laughs> but so you went to Gen Con. I did. Um, Tom and I both went. It was great. We left early morning um, Friday. 
um, made it there by noon. And this is my first, it was my first time going to Gen Con. Tom's been there, I think, once or maybe twice before. Um, I had, I had fun. I had fun. There were a couple points in my I like experience. How you said, I like how you said, I had fun. I like had you don't fun. ever have fun. No. <laughs> like, it's like, I don't know what fun is. <laughs> fun is. Um, but it started off, um, the trip was great. It was really simple. Um, we stopped and got coffee because you know me. I like my coffee. And apparently I had too much. Because by the time we got there. Um, I got really lightheaded and dizzy and needed food. So, like, I almost passed out when we got there. Like, that was literally, so much fun, wasn't it? <laughs> literally, like, five minutes after we walked in and got our badges, I was just like, I don't feel good. And Tom's like, what the fuck? You were fine earlier. <laughs> so... <laughs> We go in and um, eventually I get my stuff up. But finally we walk in through the doors. Like we see all these amazing cosplays. Um, but we walk into like the big double doors of the main floor where they're selling all the games and everything. And I lost my shit. I squeed like a little kid. <laughs> I so did. Like just the smell. is like It's like fresh air in this giant room. Because they had the air conditioning on blast mode. But it's like fresh air. And then you just see all these games. It was like, oh. It was Megan's I, holy oh, God. grail. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> like right there in the front, like the first booth I was looking at were a bunch of dice by the, um, oh, God, what's the name of it? I can't remember. I think it's Cross's Dice or something like that. I, or Cro- I no know. idea. I don't know. I probably have a bunch of them in my bag. But, <laughs> um, yeah, that was like the first thing I saw. So I see all this colorful dice and I'm just like dying on the inside. And Tom's just like, okay, well, we got to keep moving. We got to get some free shit. And I'm like, okay, just tagging around like a little kid. Needless to say, it was fun. Tom won the game um, by entering in like some little weird um, drawing. And he won a free $60 game that we have yet to open. Um, and Which game is it? <laughs> I don't remember. Aww. Clank in Space. I like how she said, I, I don't, don't remember, remember, and then all of a sudden then, it came to me. As soon like, as she said like it. Like Ratchet and Clank? It, it, uh, or, it's just Clank in space, but it, it reminds, it seems, I don't know. So, I'll so show you. We, got rid of, we got rid of Ratchet. We were like, yeah, we fuck Ratchet. Ratchet. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> it's all about Clank in 2017. <laughs> but um, uh, it, it was fun. Uh, Friday night. <laughs> Um, we decided to call it quits after I fell asleep in the hallway, laying on Tom. It was at night. Everybody was doing that. I think it might have been maybe one in the morning. It was still going. People were out there role playing and all that other stuff. So we decided to head back. And Tom and I, being, you know, the cool people we are, decided that we don't need a hotel room. We'll just sleep in the car. Not a big deal. That's that sounds horrible. And- yeah, and that's illegal in some places. You could have gotten a ticket. Well, guess what? You got I, a ticket? I didn't. But oh. I paid for it in the morning. Like, yeah. it was hot. It was, like, uncomfortable. Because we we're like, yeah, we'll bring our yoga mats. We'll sleep in the bed. I swear to God, I'll never do that again. No, yeah, I don't again. blame you. That's <laughs> all that money you saved. But we did. We did save, like, close to $400. I mean, think about 200 bucks a night for a hotel room. And it's not like I, we were splitting it with anybody. So it would have came out of our pocket. That money we spent all on games and dice and dice and 
games. You can never have too no, much that's dice. That's four dice. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was fun. Um, I ended up driving all the way home Saturday night. It was, uh, it was an experience. I don't like driving in Indianapolis. I will say that much. You get on on the opposite side. Like they're Ooh, they're on yeah, ramp is on the opposite side. So yeah. you're merging into technically the fast lane and I lost my shit. There was a huge accident. So I was like we were in like standstill traffic and um it was funny because I ended up weaving my way over, cut off a semi just to get onto an exit ramp. Like literally so I'm in the speeding lane, cut all the way over get on the exit ramp and then literally the exit ramp just takes you right back around like you're avoiding everything oops and it kicks you off right back onto the road like th- you good what? there just and she like sorry i almost i almost punched i'm good <laughs> so we're here trying to assault me I like yeah I can, I can see just how much you messed her me. talk with my beat me her inner italian <laughs> yeah. is coming out right now wait 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 did you say she got bopped <laughs> did you know? Did you know that sock and boppers is more fun than a pillow fight? Oh, oh my, my god! god. <laughs> I'm meeting you. So yeah, <laughs> let's all punch him in the face at the same time. <laughs> Needless to say, Tom and I had a great experience. I definitely will be going back next year, and hopefully cosplaying, and hopefully getting a hotel room because yeah. there's no way I'm not going to do that. Just this is what you do: you get a few other people that want to go. Yeah. And you and you rent a suite well, that's or like a thing. room that has like a couch bed and like two queen yeah, beds. And definitely. then you just the problem is then you have to share a bathroom with a bunch of people but and if people I snore don't, like Tom does, yeah. that's a problem. Because I, I, I won't share see, a room with him. But to me but <laughs> like his brother everybody was like, Yeah, 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 that sounds great, that sounds great. But then when it came down to it, Tom were like, Okay, well is anybody gonna go? Y'all sound interested, but nobody wanted to actually go. We got our tickets. Like even our friend Jake, he just he was like asking us when we were when we were going, what we were doing, but he never went. So I was just like Tom and I were like, fuck it. Well, and like it, nobody wants to go. You and I grab our shit. We got our tickets. Let's go. Screw everybody else. Right. Well, and the only reason I couldn't go was because of work, and then I ended yeah. up changing my job situation, and yeah. I was off Friday, yeah. and I was broke though, so okay. that's why I didn't go because I was a poor, I was a poor person. But yeah, I, I will say, it. if I don't want a hotel room, like if it ends up being Tom and I again, camp uh, inside, inside <laughs> Get was more comfortable than out in the car. Like every, there were tons of people laying on chairs, or you know, there had benches. People were camping out wherever they could camp out. So why the hell not? Well, there you go. That's Gen Con in a nutshell. I recommend it. It was fun. I'm glad you had a good time, Meg. I met some new friends. I know you don't get to go do a lot of things like that, so I'm super pumped that you enjoyed yourself. And you know, it was definitely an experience. I will wear better shoes next time because I wore flip flops the entire time. That was a mistake. Wearing flip flops to walk like any further than like a casual stroll or like to and from the car is really not a good thing to do. But you know, you live, you learn, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I want to get into uh, it because it just came out two days ago. Well, the midnight release was Thursday. The midnight release at seven o'clock. Well, it's so funny because they call it the midnight release still. Yes. And it's like they, they start them at seven o'clock now, yeah. which is great for me. Yes. At midnight, most people have to work the next day. Exactly. So it's a pain well, in the ass. Going mm-hmm. at seven on a Thursday, especially when you can reserve your seat. Oh, hell you yeah. You know me, Meg. When we go to the oh, movies... Yeah. 
you know, my, I'm crazy. I and don't. I got to have my seat. Yeah. <laughs> It's because they want to make sure all the kids get to see it before their bedtime. <laughs> so that they can be scared in Peter Pan. They'll never um, sleep again. <laughs> so this is going to be – I mean it's spoiler filled but it's existed. Okay. If you've never read the book and you haven't seen the movie, spoilers. Yeah. But for anybody else yeah. who has read the book or maybe even seen the TV series um, – Tough tits. We're gonna get into it. Yeah, okay? we're, and and I, you guys can tune out for this if you need to. We always like to warn you ahead of time, but we're talking about it because we saw it Thursday night. Yes, and we really, really enjoyed it. It was, it was way better, like than I than my expectations. Um, was the storyline a little different than the original one, or was it like no. a remake with it, updated graphics? It was, it, it was changed. They kept it closer to the book. I felt like they put it's more like a from redo. the book. Oh, into see, I never it, read the book. I just had a movie. About um, it. The miniseries kept a, enough of the book in it, but it was so corny. The effects were terrible. Um, mm. The acting was subpar. Uh, Tim Curry did a mm. great job. Yeah, but I really like that they creeped up it right. this time. And so, if you've read the book. Um, and and or saw the miniseries, the opening sequence with Georgie, the little brother, mm-hmm. um, you know, he has a little boat and it, you know, he's following it outside. He's got his little yellow red jacket on mm-hmm. and it goes down a storm drain and it's raining and it's really dark and creepy. And, you know, he goes to look for it and he sees a clown pop up in this, you know, sewer. Uh, like you've seen it even in the uh, even if the you haven't commercial seen the, the trailer. Yeah, it, it, this is all in the trailer. Um in the original, um, in the book, it doesn't really describe much about Georgie being murdered. In the miniseries, all it did was show Tim Curry open his mouth and have those rows of pointy teeth. Yeah. But we never saw Georgie get killed because one of the taboos in film is to kill a child. Mm-hmm. In this new version of it, they show Georgie get his arm bitten off by the clown. They show him trying to get away. Yeah. And they show the the clown's tentacle-like arm reach out and pull him him. into the sewer. I mean, it is visceral. It is very scary. This Um, movie definitely, they pumped up on the gore. Um, As they should because the book is very disturbing. Um, And I, I... told one of my clients that I was talking to today because she heard somebody's like, oh, well, it's not even scary. No, it's not. It's not. You're it's not going to have nightmares, yeah, but it's creepy. It is. It is creepy. It's definitely has, it definitely has the creep factor. I told her that um, the, I don't want to say the drama, but the emotion and the characters and how they, like, they portray The Losers Club feelings. was amazing, right? Yes. Like, all these kids are great freaking actors by the way like i i you can totally tell that they were into their parts they meshed so well together my favorite part was that they didn't dumb down the dialogue no. they swore they oh, were God. gross they made your mom jokes and that's how stephen king wrote it because that's how kids are when they're not around their parents Hell yeah we all were like that so i was so thankful to see that they allowed those children to actually portray what a 13 year old child would actually do Hell yeah went away from their parents now uh, th- this was only the first half right just them as kids yes, yes. okay and I, this is this is something I knew because I had read up on it, but they never really 
I don't think any of the uh, promotional material or even the trailers or commercials mention anything about the fact that it is a two-part movie. It, no, they don't. It didn't. And I was actually – and I remember saying this to you. Yeah, I was, at I, the end I, of it, I, I was like – See, but I went into it knowing that that's what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. I went into it knowing that they were going to end up splitting it, that it was going to be two movies. I don't know where I heard it from. Don't ask me. It was, I read because it in like one article. Probably somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it was like a video or something I might have shared on Facebook that I was like, okay. So, But I knew going into it, it was going to be a two-part. So getting the full story, because we all remember in the series that they would do like flashbacks. Back and forth, back and forth, back right. and forth. Child to adult, child to adult. But in this one, it's good because you get the whole story. There's no distraction in trying to remember um, what happened as an adult versus what happened as a kid. Like you don't miss anything. The 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 storyline is smooth. Yeah, there are a couple of weird things that happen, or just like off things. Um, Tom yeah. and I were watching a video on it, and a guy was pointing out a couple of things as well. Um, yeah, it's not flawless, but it's it's the most book accurate that you're going to get it is the most well done stephen king film that i have seen um since like pet cemetery and even that the even that was questionable but this is the i i could not be happier with how they did it now i know that there are some people meg that are complaining because in the miniseries it went back and forth between the kids and the and they're saying that it's the adult part isn't as strong or as uh, long or as interesting as what happens to the kids. But if you've read the book, mm-hmm. I feel like they're because they have the ability now to make a whole movie based on that part of the book that I, I think it's just it's gonna be just as strong. Well the other not to mention if you have Stephen King backing you up, because not when he first saw the movie, I mean granted they might get pointers here and there. They might ask him about some things. I don't know exactly how they make move their you know or how movies. involved he was, yeah, right? But he did say that he was even proud of this film himself. Um but they're let me say directors or producers they deviate from things a whole bunch. So you're telling me that maybe Stephen King might have wished he wanted to put something in there that might have added to the story. So you're telling me that that doesn't exist at all. You can always spice things up. They do that all the time. Maybe don't go overboard with it. Right. But to me, if that if that's what you're worried about, I wouldn't really worry about it. To me, that like like you said, it it, it should be almost spot on. It. it they could do a lot of good things, especially if this is what if this is what the first movie is. They have very they have set their their standards right now for the second movie. I, I'm really excited to see what happens with the casting because we had yeah. such awesome. These kids were just so great. They had really good chemistry. Um, I, I really they played off each other really well. It didn't feel awkward or contrived at all. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, so quick quick um fun fact, a couple of fun facts. Um in the movie, if you have watched it, that's awesome. If you haven't, um Pennywise played by um Bill is it Bill Scarsard? Scar- yeah. Um he if you notice in a couple of scenes, his eyes do that like weird lazy eye or eye roll thing. Mm-hmm. 
he's doing that. The actor himself is doing the weird lazy eye or the cockeyed look. He does that himself. It's not CGI'd, which I thought was really fucking creepy. Sorry, I noticed that. Like, immediately when they were talking, like, in the first couple of scenes, you'll see um, when Pennywise is talking to Georgie that his eye just starts to go fucking crazy. And it threw me off (laughs) so bad. Like, I could not look him in the face because that's all you would see. And but he does that himself, and it, he does it a couple of times in the movie too. If you actually pay attention, and I lost my sh- that creeped me the fuck out. And well, and it makes a lot of sense too because anybody who's read the book knows that the clown itself is not the evil no. thing. So it would be it's putting on a farce. Yeah. So it's it's almost which, like looking at something that has like a glitch, which again because it has to try to hold a form. Yes. Which again, um. In this movie, you actually get to see uh, it portraying other people's fears. It's not just like which they really didn't know they did not. And I that like you get to see you get to see. um, Oh God, I can't remember the kids' names right now. The one who has his asthma attack, the little inhaler. but he like he's afraid of germs and all that other stuff. His mom is like protecting him. Well, they you see pestilence or you see a a form of pestilence or you see a leper. I think that's what they called him in the movie. So yeah. he had like no nose. It was like uh, stuff all over his face. It was disgusting, but it was like great. I don't know his name. Um that the character you're talking about that or no wait you're talking about the fanny pack kid that is yes. uh, uh, Eddie Eddie yes Eddie was there the one go. who Eddie. saw I could yeah. not remember the names for the life of me well no I know I remember because, Richie because Richie is the actor that played in Stranger Things yeah um, who, Finn uh, Finn uh, Finn Wolfhard sorry, there you go. that's his actual that's his real name really yeah yes Wolfhard yeah seriously Shim. I'm, no, I'm no, it, I'm not making fun of it. That is a fucking awesome name. Uh, it kind of is Finn Wolfhard. I mean, I don't know if that's his stage name or that's his real name, but that's an awesome fucking name. He is, to me, he is the cutest little fucking kid ever. He, he was, was a great, great stranger. Oh my thing. god, he is a great actor, hands down. I, I want to ask a question about the movie though, because I haven't seen it. Absolutely. And and here's the thing: it's like I'm I'm first of all I am not dissing Stephen King at all, um, but. His, like, I hate to say this because I can really only base this off of um, the movies I've seen because I haven't actually read a lot of King. Mm -hmm. But his, like, supernatural elements and his, like, deus exes are, like, weird as hell. And a lot of times, at least, again, in the movies, seem to come totally out of left field. What I liked about it originally when when I saw the original kind of crappy miniseries is that you don't kind of have to wait to the end to find out that it's, like, weird as hell. You get that in the middle, and in the end, they kind of come back and then finish it off. So, like, how far did they take it when they, when they you know, basically have to fend them off for the first time? Like, oh, do you, like are a, we, are as we, a group? Or yeah, as... like, are we going to see more? In in the end of the second movie, or do you did we did we see it? Did we see? No, you don't on? see. It, they are saving the coup the coup de okay. Yeah, so, so so they're they're, so, they're giving us a little, but they're holding. Oh back. yeah, okay. And, and they showed a decent amount. Like they showed the well. They showed like where he lived. Yep. They show, uh, and if you pay attention at one part, they do show nights. his. You know how, and I think even in the the 
the cover of the move of the movie, like the album. I can't remember what it is, but you see Pennywise in the actual hand, like mm-hmm. his real hand. Yeah. You see at one point where he's coming at the children, and they show a shot of his hand growing out of his glove as he's coming towards okay. the like kid, turning into something. Yes, else so that it lets you know yes, that he's not completely there. Okay, but. You see bits and pieces. Him slowly turning into actual Tim Curry right now. (laughs) Was there a Tim Curry um, cameo? There wasn't a cameo, but there was a little nod. They had uh, Pennywise, uh, Tim Curry's Pennywise, in a room that was filled with clowns. That was filled with clowns. Like you thought, I thought for a second there that some of these clowns were going to come. Why was it filled with clowns? Because that was Richie Spear. Okay, so it was just like lots Um, lots of clowns. I just want to throw a huge, huge. Uh, shout out to Jer- Jeremy Ray Taylor, who played Ben, the the chubby kid. Yeah. He amazed me in this because he was – I feel like he was like flawless as an actor and he is a Oh, kid. God, yeah. He was flawless. And, oh, yeah. And he, Fatality. <laughs> flawless victory. <laughs> um, but no, I really you enjoyed his character. And, and his character is such a tragic character because he's in love with Beverly. Oh, yeah. And that's not what ends but, up. But, oh, God, the, that's what the, pissed me off in the, the end. And again, sorry, spoilers. Um, she realizes. That's what pissed me off even more. She realized that Ben is the one who wrote that fucking note. You saw that, right? Oh yeah, when when she uh, when she said the like, poem, yeah, the January embers to Bill, and he's like, "My heartbird's there too," and I'm just like, "Why the fuck?" Okay, so like both of you just smooch faces, and but she has a thing for Bill because he's tall fuck and skinny, that stuttering. Fuck. He was cool. Come I'm on, he wow. was. Him. I'm just kidding. Wow. So he anyway, was, okay, he was actually a really good. All like I said, all of them these are good kids actors were and actresses. fantastic. Sophia Lillis. Who played Beverly Marsh? Oh God, she's beautiful. She is just like those eyes. Yes, she's, she speaks volumes through her eyes. Like these kids are really talented, and it's so weird to be saying this they about did children. not fuck up that casting at all. I feel like Word. that was a very very strong cast, they, um, and that's why I'm super curious to see how they're going to cast the adults. Oh, that's what I wanted to do. Go ahead and I'll, I'll let no, me pull it up oh, really quick. I'll, I'll keep going on. It's cool. Um, they're just going to wait 15 years to make the sequel. It's going to be the same people. Well, no, it's actually – no, they're going to be doing it. It's supposed to come out in 2019. I looked it up. Yeah. I'm a little upset about that because they're, they're supposed to be filming the second one next year. So, yeah, 2019 is either late 2018, but it's looking like it's not going to be in 2018. So um, – yeah, well, we we got that next Star Wars movie where they'll probably rip off Episode Five to look forward to. I'm looking forward to that Star Wars movie. I am too. I'm just assuming since they ripped off Episode <laughs> Four for the first one, which I really liked anyway. Not lying there, um, that they'll just rip off Episode Five for the next one. Duh, D- duh. And then when we find out that Snoke is really Jar Jar, but 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 I'm getting too far off. Yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're off topic here. Well, we don't have to keep talking about it. But me and Megan just really yeah, yeah enjoyed you talked a lot about it. Well, yeah, wow. it's because it's oh, a really good. Um, we want people to go out and spend. There their have money. been oh, speaking of that, there have been a lot of crappy movies this past. year. And apparently I read somewhere and I don't remember where, but I was reading that like the entire summer movie uh, season this year was, was the big, like the it biggest was, it was, flop. Yeah, it was awful. It was completely awful. Okay. And it's, it's possibly like 
the first nail in the coffin of the concept of the summer blockbuster because it's either they're just not making good enough or it's not working anymore. Okay. Like the mummy just went because it was a turd. Well, yeah, they made a lot of turds this year. <laughs> so many turds. So many turds. Okay, so um, this is what I thought was really interesting because Tom and I we like to look at some of the trivia about the movies, which is really freaking cool. Um, but the cast of the Losers Club, they were asked who they wanted to play their adults, uh, their adult um, counterparts. Uh oh, here um, we go. I need to see this list. So Tom Hardy, Finn Wolfhard, which is Richie. Says he would like Bill Hader. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. And then um, yes, all the way. Sophia, uh, who's Beverly, says she wants Jessica Chastain or Chastain. I can see it because they Chastain. look similar. Yeah. And she's a decent actress, but I wouldn't pick her to play that role personally. Um, a lot of people though really think she's a great actress. I'm like, she's been okay in what I've seen her. She's in. okay. But a lot she's of people not, think like, she's like awesome. But I don't know her face, so it's okay. I'll show you oh. later. <laughs> I'll show you later, boo. Um, and then chosen Jacobs, who's Mike Hanlon, says uh, Chadwick Bosman. I've heard that, that name. That name sounds familiar, but anyway. Maybe it's because it sounds so fake, we'll, it sounds familiar. We'll just go know. past that. <laughs> Jack D- uh, Dylan Grazer, who is Eddie, um, says Jake Gyllenhaal. He wants um, I Eddie, could, I the could see that. Eddie, to be Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, I could see that. Wyatt I feel Olaf, like he could use the work. Who is Stanley, wants uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I could also see that, except for he's. It's weird because he's got like that lighter colored hair, mm-hmm. but the eyes. Ooh, like, I could see they have this thing, thing. They have this thing now called hair dye. No, I get that, but I'm going off of like all natural. Like in my in my head, I'm doing my own thing. Don't they, be they a Bruce dick. Willis, Jordan goes. This Gordon one you're Robert gonna love. Don't talk about Come my on. Bruce Willie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Uh, this one you're gonna love. Um, Jeremy Ray Taylor, Yay! Ben um, Ben Hanscom. Says he wants Chris Pratt to be his adult <gasps> counterpart. Yes, but he has to be like Chris Pratt from Parks and Rec. Like he has to lose them abs. Oh, I'm n- sorry. Not, I'm get, sorry. Not action star Chris Pratt. No, oh. get rid of them abs. No, bro. see, hold on. I want him to be in the middle. I still kind of want him to be a little chubby, but I also kind of want to be a little fit. Well, so Chris like kind of like dad bod. Yeah, Chris Pratt was never fat. He was chubby. He had a, okay. He, no, he just had a tummy. Yeah, that's he what had chubby, a chubby is. Fi- that, that's what chubby is. He had a little. Chubby face, okay. and he had a dad bod. My my brother and my dad were watching Guardians of the Galaxy two the other night. I just saw that it was I boring, and, and I just walked in there and I'm and I go, I got hi, one more to go. Hi, I'm Chris Pratt. I'm an action star now. And my brother's like, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he sold his soul to the devil. <laughs> anyway, go um, ahead. And then the last Sorry. one, Jaden, who is uh, Bill Denboro, uh, Christian Bale. That's who he wants. Christian Bale's going to be too old to play him. <laughs> Christian Bale's just not going to do it. Christian oh. Bale's got his Batman money. He's going to be Christian like, Bale. I don't need to be in this. Whatever. <laughs> Christian- Sorry. I don't need to be in this. Whatever. <laughs> but that's cool. Like, he's a really good actor, but like he's going to be too old because they're supposed to be 40. Christian playing. Bale's already like almost 50. By the time this movie comes out, he's going to be 50. No, no, they'll just CG his face because that worked really well in that Star Wars movie, Rogue oh, One. Oh, God. Ugh. Let me and just say, with Tron. a lot of this trivia, Bill Skarsgård is a boss because he's done a lot. Like, he even said that he's trained for this role. He's trained with a contortionist to get some of the the moves and stuff. And, like, body movements. Oh. And, and he has a last name that sounds like a city in Skyrim. 
There you go. (laughs) (laughs) I have to take down the Thieves Guild in Skarsgård. As much as I'd love to continue, just honestly, go see the movie. Go see it. It's worth it. It's worth to see it. Yeah, go see it. It it broke Um, the um, box office record for a a Thursday night release. It beat Deadpool. It beat Deadpool. That is scary. That's weird. No, that's amazing. That shows how much there is behind horror, behind Stephen King. Oh, yeah. I mean, this was very impressive. I'm very proud of the horror community for coming out and supporting something that they loved, even if it could have been terrible. They showed up. But I I would highly just recommend going to see it in the theater on that big old screen. Mm -hmm. Get your popcorn. Get you a little pop, comfortable. Pop, 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 pop. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And and just go pay your Inside $16 joke. Dollars no, or whatever. It's 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 a good time. It's can, totally yes. worth it. Can, For in your own opinion. Yes. Can I just but throw out one thing off topic, but like no. like just this, this horrible feeling I have in my gut. No. I'm gonna do it anyway. And okay. and since since, since the name was brought up, I wanna make this prediction now. I don't want it to be true, but I have this prediction. Okay. Deadpool 2, it's going to be a fucking train wreck. It's going to go so wrong because they're going to try and amp everything up from the first movie up higher. It's going to be awful. That's my prediction. Let's let's find out. All right. Okay. We're going to archive that yeah. and yeah. save that for later and yeah. see how that turns out. Yeah. It could be the it could be the proper prediction. We yeah. don't know. Um, but I buy you one, five bucks. It won't suck. No, I oh, want it to be awesome. You want to bet me to be awesome? Did, I'll take that bet. That did, you see, did you see her eyes right. and her eyebrows? I'm so dead serious. She was yeah. like, I bet Bitch. you I bet you five bucks. I just I don't <laughs> I don't want it to I'll be hold bad. The five dollars. <laughs> If you want to bet right here on the, at this table, I want the five dollars in. The, the bitch, I'm not going as high as twenty. Five dollars here, so okay. you'll steal it. I know. You have to pin it and say, "Don't touch." No, because uh, things doesn't get matter. missing. Things get missing here. At they do. The podcast Detroit. We've had some bad kids come in here. Okay, I don't get that. Bring our shit back. Bring bring the stuff back. What happened? Now I want to know. Damn. I just want to be <laughs> clear talk about this off air. Yeah, I'm break. <laughs> I just want to be clear that I want Deadpool two two to be great. I just, you, I, mean, you just I just have this the sneaky friction. And you want to know how much how much I loved the first movie? One time when I happened to be day drunk, I don't know how that happened. I tried to watch it over the course of an entire day, and I was like, I love this movie, but I kept stopping it to run into my brother's room and play um, that, that that damn Angel song. I got Angel. Morning uh, Angel. Yeah, because because oh, God. oh because the, they played it. And it, but the only reason I kept doing it was because the, the the person who sang it, her stage name was Juice Newton, which is <laughs> which is ridiculous. So I spent the day trying to watch Deadpool and kept running my brother. This room started the song and I was like, "Hey, hey, guess who this is?" He's like, "What?" And I'm like, it's "Fucking Juice Newton." And this is why Shim should never get day drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I never finished the movie that day. On either. a lighter note, nobody's good at getting day drunk. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on a lighter note, we are going to have to go to uh, Game of Thrones, the seventh season oh, finale. The last, um, season, um, the last episode of the season. It's totally off the rails now, isn't it? I'm just that we won't you know. get to see the next season until 2019, apparently. Which sucks, but I'd rather they take their time with the storyline and everything and wrap up and rush it. Yeah. And they're going to give us four episodes and I'm going to shove my fist up their buttholes. Is that what they said? No, I'm no. just guessing. Oh, like I'm like, I will find them and, and beat like, all of them. I will. 
I've um, watched Game of Thrones. I know how to torture a bitch. Okay, oh, right? God. Cersei taught don't, us all. Don't, don't give me. You just need the hookup on that poison. Taught by the queen. <laughs> I've got. I've got one thing I want to say about it because I'm going to tune out for the whole conversation because I. I just don't watch it. He don't. He don't watch no Game of Thrones. Yeah, I, I'm going to wait till the whole how thing's out and then just binge you? the entire thing. Mm-hmm. That's my that's, plan. That's sure. what anybody okay. who has he won't leave his house for it. two weeks. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> Mr. G. Richard Robinson Martin is like so busy on something now that they can't get enough input from him on how to finish the series so it at least kind of jives. No. You, you caught that? No, wait a minute. You know what he's really busy doing? Don't. What? <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> say it. Just say it. He's well, eating like an economy-sized bag of Cheetos <laughs> and he has his hand down the front of his pants and he's watching his HBO money just like rain. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Okay, well, anyway, anyway, the, the rumor is they kind of want to end it kind of how he wants to end it, but he's, like, too busy doing this this Cheetos uh, masturbation thing to give enough input in, so I bet you that's why it's taking so damn long. They're like, um, do you have a few minutes? Can we kind of talk about this? No, Cheetos. No, wh- what you do is if you ever meet him... You just pulled out his pants to see if his dick is orange. There and was, then you'll know. There was an episode, I, I, I want to say it was American Dad, where they were at a convention and there was like George R. R. Martin was there. And his whole thing for going to conventions was first, no, it was Family Guy because he dissed Brian, but that's not important. What is important is that he's in the episode, he gives all this advice to Brian. He talks about how he's getting all this like hot action from like groupies at at conventions. Of course he is. And then like a bigger dude comes in on an electric like wheelchair <laughs> like and I'm talking like three times the size and he's like that's not George R R Martin. I'm George R R Martin. That's an imposter. And, like the first guy was already huge. I'm not dissing him. I'm just saying what I saw. No. But <laughs> I saw. I am not dissing him either when I said the thing about the Cheetos. I, I believe like he he literally has HBO money raining on well, I him. I hope he's spending it cuz he can't take it with him and he ain't going to finish he's, that he's book in till his he's 60s. Dead. He's not going to live forever. But okay, here's the thing. Game of Thrones season Maybe 7. Maybe he can't finish it. <laughs> Maybe he's just gotten to the point where his brain has rotted that much that he can't finish it. I don't know. I don't the only word he tries to write, and the it's, it's like it's like The Shining, but all he can write is Hodor, 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 Hodor. Oh, <laughs> too soon. Too soon. It's always going to be it's too, always soon, too soon. Always. Mm. There's no such it's, thing. It's, it's no. always going to be too soon. Anytime, no. Anytime, like anybody runs out, hold the door. No. Um, yeah, and your husband kept yes. doing that when we were watching the show. Yeah, and we, I died. Open the window. Ow! Oh. I got nothing. I yeah. got nothing. Yeah, you don't. So anyway, let's 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 get down. Let's break down this uh, Game of Thrones season ending for season seven, the finale. Um, first off, we have everybody showing up. To Westeros, finally, right? or well, they're nude. not Westeros. To um, what? I, I, I just said nude. I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah, everybody showed up nude. I mean, I bet I'm crazy. only fifty percent wrong. Honestly, um, they showed up to King's Landing. All of the the big hitters, the heavy hitters of the show. Uh, so we've got you know Daenerys is there. We've got Rob Snow. Um, or Jon Snow. Why did I say Rob? Rob Snow. Snow. What? I, know. <laughs> I was thinking Rob Stark. Like, where did that? That's come understandable. From? It's okay. Um. Anyway, so Jon Snow, we've got him. Um, we've got you know 
uh, Tyrion, who is my boy for life. I mean, because he's awesome. He just drinks and he knows things. Best line you ever. also get um, seriously the love of my life. <laughs> like, his character is the love of my life. Like if I met him, amazing. I would just be like, "Girls, I would you're throwing my clothes I'm off." Need you feel like I'm into little people, people now. <laughs> I am. I would be totally into little people if I like met him and he was all awesome like he is on the show. Uh, like, yeah, um, it's totally fine that you're like five feet shorter than me. Um, well, I'm five well, foot ten. Okay, so four. So he's probably he's like five what, foot two? or like. He's like, well, no, he's four foot ten. Oh, well, I'm only like five, five. So that's he's not, not too bad. like super duper short. Yeah, so you'd be like, you know, a little bit below yeah, my shoulder. Like, no I, can, I can deal with that. This is the first Rob Snow I found on Facebook, and he could totally be on that show. <laughs> he, could, he looks like it. He does. He <laughs> Him does and his man. hounds. So, okay, we've got our heavy hitters. We got you know, Cersei invites all these people there, and we also know that you know the hound and and the guys who have just come back from the wall mm-hmm. um, have brought the White Walker with them. Mm-hmm. And my worst fear, King. oh my gosh, was. When, when the, they went to open the crate that nothing was going to be in there, I thought somebody took it. That's oh, my gosh. So when they opened it, that's when I, I was like, okay, because before it happened. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> he was touching the thing. I was like, okay, earlier you were touching it and the fucking thing it went reacted. crazy. Yeah. Immediately. And I'm like, don't tell me like this thing just shattered in the box just like for some un, like maybe he was too far away from the Night King and mm-hmm. he just like shat himself and died. I don't know. So... <laughs> I'm just shut like, himself and then died. Yes. Usually things die Look, and then hold shut on. Yeah. Well, I don't know. But the way they were pulling um, iron links out of their asses. Oh, and we're going to go into that theory. Okay. Once, yeah, we're going into our theory about but, the, the um, chains and the dragon thing. Um, like, as soon as that he opened that box, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I'm, I'm looking at the TV, looking at my husband, looking at the TV, looking at Stephanie. Stephanie's looking at me, and then she, we both look at the TV, look back at each other. We're like, what the fuck? And then he's just like, he's like, kicks the thing. And it crawls out. I was like, oh, my heart dropped. I have not. That oh, was a God. very intense moment. I thought it was going to have a heart intense. attack. I, Very. Because in this in this show, literally anything is possible. They will kill off a main character. I mean, they will they will fuck anything over in two seconds. So we get to see this, and we see Cersei, and she does look startled. She looks no, she looks scared. She Terrified. looks This is the first time you've actually seen this bitch show an emotion looks, other than angry. She looked rattled. <laughs> she looked definitely rattled. Rage. Um. You know, so they they have this discussion, blah, 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 blah. And then Cersei, you know, leaves because she's like, no, I'm not going to help you guys, you know, kill the White Walkers. She said she wasn't going to help them if John didn't bend the knee. Right. Right. But this is before fucking Daenerys flies out of the fucking god. Oh, oh, just out of nowhere. And. It, it was it was it was actually kind of nice. I was like, yeah, her entrance was sexy as fuck. It was. She was so boss, lady. <laughs> if I was Cersei, Cersei look like- I just would have been. You know, I don't. I I have no love for Cersei. I get that she's cold and calculated, and that's why people like her. I don't. I want her to die. I like, want her to be killed by Jamie. I want so her to be I. killed by the it dragon. It would be like poetic poetic justice. Fuck poetic justice. Just fucking do justice. She, but yeah, the, but it would be so much better if, like, Jamie slit her throat. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I want Jamie yeah, to, just, like, come up to her and be like, I, you know, I love you. And just grab her. And she goes, 
And he just yes, that I would be perfect. That's what I want to see. I think every single one perfection. of us would cry tears of joy. Yep, it would absolutely. It, that would be when Jamie was redeemed in my eyes. I yep. still don't feel like he's redeemed. Nope. No, he to he's me, slowly starting to see things. Uh, like we slowly started seeing, like a couple of seasons ago when he was with Brienne, we were seeing him. We were seeing another side of him. They were trying to show us empathy or trying to have us show empathy empathy towards this character that right. is really fucking shitty he's a, he's he's a dumb fuck i'm he, sorry if the, there was yeah. ever a term for dumb blondes he would probably be <laughs> one of the poster children for dumb blondes no offense to any blondes okay but he had so breeze true. back he did and have I did breeze back him for that but i still didn't like him no mm-hmm. He respected her because she was a badass fighter. Yes. He respected her as a warrior. Not because I don't necessarily think it was because think, she's a human. I think at also first. though yeah, at first. It but turned they, they into turned that. into they had a good but, friendship. They they are I really feel as if they are truly um she has a friendly a, a friend relationship with Jamie. I but feel this like they us, have love for each other. No. You know what I'm saying? And like some like, weird. Like bro love. Like yeah. not like yeah, they're, no. yeah. Yeah. Not they like they're gonna love. bang but like no, yeah. you know because he won't in, kill her. In, in the series finale I mean she had the nuts to walk up, up to, to him, him mm-hmm. in, in front of Cersei. Cersei. Mm-hmm. In front of Cersei. Because Cersei was looking no back fear. at him like what the fuck? She's Who's like I don't bitch? care. I don't care if this is your. You have to make her change her mind. Like this she's like this shit is is above all of us. And Brie is the only character that has no, nothing to redeem. Yeah. I love her. She's like, this is beyond honors. This is beyond uh, loyalties. This is about what's best for all of us. Like, if there was ever a poster child for, like, being awesome. Like, the righteousness. <laughs> She's like... That is her. Yeah. Like, I would believe that to be the hand of God right there. Brienne of Tarth. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, so, we only have about 10 minutes to wrap up the rest of this until we go to break. And then we're going to have Bob Gar from UWS Comics joining us. So, um, what was your favorite part of the series finale? <sighs> I you know what? I don't think it was the happiest. I think it was just anticipation for moments that you knew were going to happen. Um I think I was happy to finally hear that John Snow was not really a snow, which we kind of figured throughout the entire fucking season and if you even read some of the books or heard some of the fan theories and stuff like that we all kind of knew that it was coming but just to have it clear and out that that to me was just like yes like he is the real effing king so that to me was just it was kind of like yeah I was I was really happy I have two favorite moments um, from the... Oh, hold on. And before we go off, sorry, excuse me. The moment where Arya sets <laughs> that, the yes, entire thing I'm up. Like, that, okay, that hands, hands down. Okay. I was about to say favorite. that. That's that is number Snow, one. But that is number one. When Lord I'm Baelish sorry. eats it, seriously. I Best. was really... what I, You could even... Okay. We so yelled in my house. Did. I was doing the Arsenio Hall. Yes. That I was me. I was screaming, finally! 
I've been waiting for him to die forever. I and it was so perfect like, that Arya got to do it. La- the episode before so that, when all this was starting to go off, like the two episodes where they were building up and to we this like, moment, we, hope, we were we like, hope no, Arya's not that Arya, stupid. Yeah. Arya can't be that Arya's stupid. Arya's not that she's, stupid. She's, yeah, she can be a little hot-headed sometimes or a little too much into revenge. But she's not. No, she can't then, be that dumb. You remember but when then, we realized... The game of faces. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is when we realized that she was playing. She was. They were both playing a game and with I, him. But my mm-hmm. thing is, Sansa beautiful. isn't that daft after all. Like, she's not that she's blind. Grown. Yes. Sansa has come from a whiny little twat to. Nobody likes Sansa. To potentially yeah, being a queen. Know, right? Like, she's she really. <laughs> she was like the one Stark where you're like, what is your problem? Like, everybody else seems to be what do you becoming do? awesome, and you're just sitting there being like, oh my god, I'm scared of everything, and I love Joffrey. Uh, I just want to be a princess. <laughs> Can I just Fuck have a crown? You. Yeah. <laughs> she but, was a bitch. But now, but now I think she bitch. resumed herself yeah. after Thank all. You. And that moment where, yes, where she. Where Anza's standing in the middle of the room, I'm like, no, this is not right. And as she started talking, as Sansa started, you know, renaming right off act. all these things, I'm like, no, yep. she's not talking to Arya. <laughs> and then when she said Lord Baelish, I dropped, oh God, I was like, yes! Finally! Jesus! Finally, it's happened <laughs> to me right in front of my face. face. <laughs> yeah, for real. That was that, that was the number one moment. My um, okay, I've got a tie for number two. Um, seeing uh, Jon Snow's butt, like, what mm. even is that? That is like the most perfect ass. But we've on the seen planet. his butt before, uh, but I've never really seen it. There was the, maybe it was the lighting, maybe it was that the angle, something? like the muscle. Yes, I saw like every sinew <laughs> in his just butt, looking and it at was me fantastic. Like um. But but other than that, um, that's tied with um, getting to see uh, all of the Starks together. Yeah, finally. And I know we saw that earlier in the series, but to see that unity um, within the Lord Baelish scene, to see the unity oh, yeah. between all the children um, and the history that's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it just that really... It, it was like they're no I, I longer children. When I think about it, like I literally have goosebumps. Right that now. was like a, so they're no longer powerful. kids. They're no longer kids. They're adults. They're not taking shit from anybody. But and they're now still they're, kids, though. But technically, technically, yes, age wise. But they've aged in responsibility and in, in being wise. Yes, because, because gone now, so yeah, much. because of the positions that they are in now, yeah. and like you said, what they have gone through. Like Arya has grown immensely since being just the little girl fighting with needle, trying to practice. Uh, Not uh, today. Landing from now, she's she's taking revenge for her family. Oh she's a great. She's, she's a, a badass. She a, um, yeah. She fed a dude brain pie of his kids and then slit his throat. That yes, that was so badass. That was. She's gangster. I, I know. She's, she's, she's way more gangster. And then kind of again, crazy. like we were saying, Sansa from being <sighs> whiny and just wanting to be a princess and not wanting to get wrapped up into politics is now one of the she's leading she's leading with yes. i mean she is doing mm-hmm. she's doing a better job she's than doing me. exactly what John. she didn't want to do but she's doing a great job of doing it she realized that she may not have a choice other than to step up and take care of what has to be done and right. then you have bran or bran bran, bran. 
I thought it was Brandon like Braun. Bram I swear to God. But Bran <laughs> is he oh God, he went from being that it was like he was overly concerned about everything and now that he is the three eyed raven, he's so stone cold. He, but he also he realizes that he has his part to play. He sees everything. Mm-hmm. He can't be Bitch, you thought you could play? You can't now. Brand's here. So <laughs> I'm I'm really looking wow. forward to next season. Yeah. And I'm gonna be really sad when it's over. We're gonna Same. have to drink our feelings that night. We're gonna have <laughs> hold on. We're gonna have to have a party. So we we do drink our feelings, but you in know the what? same sense, we don't actually drink our feelings. Cosplay party. Cosplay we're co- party. we're gonna use yes. our cosplay for Halloween that we're because we're doing a big group cosplay of Game of Thrones. We are awesome. We've been talking about that. Oh, I thought the guys were gonna do. The big Lebowski cosplay. That's what everybody sounds like they want to do. That's the easy. You just get clothes out of the trash and carry them. <laughs> well, no, we were just over at Robin Melissa's on Friday, and they were they were still talking about uh, him, and they were all talking about doing uh, Game of Thrones. I don't. At I don't some know. point, doesn't we'll matter. We can do out. both. One for Halloween and one for Motor City. I'm down. But we need to cosplay our favorite character, and then we need to get shit faced because that is the only way to take out the last episode of. One of the greatest shows that um, has ever played. I, I, I got something. What do you got? Uh, I just want to say that uh, this past season has spawned uh, at least a couple memes. Yes. Uh, one pretty <laughs> crappy. One I think is pretty funny. Um, they were trying to get the whole bend the knee thing into Bendy and like do it like Hodor, and I don't think it really worked. Mm-hmm. Um, who's the Who's the Lich King guy? The blue guy with the head spikes. Oh, the, the Night King. King. The Night yeah, King. Yeah, okay. There, there's a picture been going around. It's a picture of Darth Maul, and then it's a picture of the Night King because, you know, they both got the head spikes, mm-hmm. and, it's like, and it's just captioned like when you unlock a new skin in a video game. <laughs> <laughs> so. I've like also that. seen one that, of the Night so. King as an Olympia. Uh, oh, um, oh, yeah. J- he's the got the Olympic uh, medal around. Oh, God. Have you seen all the other ones? Like they have they the hound doing shot put or some stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah. They have them all as Olympians. Yep. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it was funny. I like that one. Yeah. BT Dubs love the hound. Yeah. Is that, is that yeah. the guy that likes chicken? Yes. Okay, yeah, I like that guy because he has good opinions on chicken. <laughs> chicken grease. Chicken, chicken grease. <laughs> <laughs> you got to put that on your face. All right, so uh, yes, we have blabbed your ear off for an hour. We are going to take a couple song break, and then we will be back with Bob Gar from UWS Comics. Hello, and welcome back to the Wave Station. I am your co host, Stephanie. And I'm your other co-host, Stephanie. And I'm Mickey Mouse. <laughs> uh, no, that, w- that would be Megan. And we also have Mr. Bob Gar joining us again. Hello, Bob. How are you? Okay. How are you all doing? Long time no here. Good from I you know, all. I know. I feel like it's been ages. Has it been ages? It has been. <laughs> it has been. It's been, uh, yeah, it's been interesting. <clears throat> Anyway, hi. Hello, <laughs> welcome. Good to hear from you. <laughs> welcome to back to the Wave Station. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you. How are, how are things in wonderful Michigan? Um, it's not on fire. There's it's no not drowning. Yeah. It's um, pretty stable. So good. <laughs> we've got some beautiful. That's a good thing. That's yeah. a good thing. <laughs> no mudslides. Yeah, it's beautiful. No earthquake. Fall weather right now. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, yeah, it's degrees. like that here in Baltimore too, and all the, the yeah. My mom's in Georgia, so she's getting ready to have some fun. So uh, uh, yeah, so that's that's interesting. But yeah, here in Maryland, where the weather's always wonderful. Of course, <laughs> you know, yeah. I swear to God, like 
other than states that have like extreme weather, the rest of us like the weather can change at any time. Yeah, that's how it is here in Michigan. Like in five so. minutes, it might start raining, but you know, we'll never know. Want to <laughs> hear something super boring right. but really quick? Maybe. Sure. No, you don't. Okay. Speaking of the crazy weather. I happen to work for a mortgage company now, so I'm working in insurance, and there are a lot of calls, and one dude was really mad that we wouldn't escrow his homeowner's policy and his wildfire policy, and I just wanted to be like, dude, don't live somewhere where the where like the ground around you just catches on fire randomly. Live somewhere else. We didn't tell you to live there. Okay, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> he just had to throw that out there. Yeah, also my job's boring, but that's beside the point. <laughs> So, well, I live in a strange part, too, because where I live, we've got mountains to the west and the Atlantic Ocean to the east. Mm. So weird things happen at all times. The, the Maryland uh, motto for the weather here is, if you don't like the weather, wait 15 minutes. Yep. And that's usually what happens. So, very interesting. So, okay. <laughs> I think, not uh, quite that interesting. Only to me. Okay, so I'm f- fine, fine. Well, well we just did our, you know, our neutral pleasantries. You know, like, hey, how's the weather? <laughs> you know, we got that out of the <laughs> way. How's the kid? How's the family? Yeah. None <laughs> of us have two hurricanes coming down on us at the same time, so that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's always a plus. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that really blows. Yeah, <laughs> I see what you did there. Could <laughs> you... Right. So I, I shouldn't make fun of hurricanes. So I should not. I'll, I'll, you know, can we? Can we just? We'll take that part back. Sorry, everybody. It, <clears throat> everybody knows it's a joke. There are people making jokes all over Facebook. It, we all know that it's very serious, and our hearts do go out to everybody who is mm-hmm. dealing with these tragic uh, wind and storm things. You know. Oh yeah, at my work, uh, apparently we refer to Irma as Consuelo because Consuelo is the woman who tracks all the. Uh, the claims for Irma. So we're calling it wow. Hurricane Consuelo. And when they brought that up at the meeting today, everyone laughed. And I'm like, I don't know if that's funny. Right. I mean, I mean, good for her that she does that work and we're naming the hurricane after her internally. That's kind of weird. <laughs> it, was, it was really funny because I, my... I'm glad, yeah, I wanted to laugh at it too because I thought of that. If I just cut somebody off, I'm sorry. I'm like, I don't know if I'm cutting You're off okay. a few seconds uh, off here and all. I thought you were talking about the woman that's on the family guy. The one. That's oh, what God. I was thinking. <laughs> that's what I, I did it first. That's exactly no, what I was thinking about. No, I, I, thought no, it, no. I thought that's what they meant yeah. when they brought it up and I was like, why are you Why are you making that joke? And they explained it and I'm like, well, it's less funny now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that does make no. it less funny. You want Florida? No, no, no more Florida. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, so we're going to wow. change things away from the terrible weather that's going on in the United States and yeah, other places right do now. Uh, yes, we, we're, we're going to be happy and enlighten the world. That's what the way station is all about. So, Yay. Oh, okay, so Bob, we, we haven't really seen a whole lot going on. Um, you know, on Facebook, usually, like, you're very, you know, when you're always posting things, you're... Where you been? With your comics, like, you're very into, like, mm-hmm. everything that you're doing with your publishing company, uh, UWS Comics. Yeah. And um, yeah. I know that you've taken a little bit of a hiatus. So, I mean, can you... Let's talk about that. Like, what's going on? Well, you know what? This is going to be the first time that we've ever spoken that I'm actually going to be serious for oh, a moment. Oh, my goodness. If I may. Uh, yes, absolutely. After doing family guy jokes and hurricane jokes, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, um, well, as uh, I took my old Facebook page is gone. Uh, the one that 
you know, you and I met on and, and our friendship grew from and all. And I, I'm on a whole new page now. Um, uh, and in all seriousness and all for a change. Wow. This is strange being serious. I don't like this, but okay. Anyway, um, I had basically what they call uh, a mini nervous breakdown. Um, uh, everything shut down to me. Uh, I couldn't write. I couldn't think of anything new. Um, the negativity of life got to me. Uh, things getting pushed back got to me because I'm a perfectionist and things weren't working the way they were supposed to with UWS and lost some friends, uh, who couldn't handle me being serious. And, uh, you know, it was a, a, a rough time. And so I just pretty much put myself on a self-imposed one year exile. Um, I had to, I had to do it. And, um, uh, not embarrassed to say now that I'm, I'm, I'm better, but yeah, I had to go to doctors and get myself straightened out and, um, I'm back. So that's as serious as I'm going to be. And that's what happened. You know, um, what? welcome back. That's oh, okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Welcome Thank you. back. Yeah. yeah. I'm back to my normal self. It, it shocks a lot of people, um, because of the way I am and all, but believe it or not, I am, uh, a major depressive, um, which really, really blows people away. Oh yeah. Uh, when I tell them, and uh, yeah, I'm on I'm on medication. I don't I don't I'm not embarrassed, and and that's what I needed, and to get back to my myself. And um, it was a, a long year, and there was a lot of negativity on the old Facebook page of some people that were doing books for me that couldn't wait uh, for me to get my act together and and write the next issue of some books. And so I lost a couple of friends there. Um, they know who they are. I'm not going to say any names, but if they do hear this interview, you know, I'm sorry both of them because we had a really good book at the time and um, it will see the light of day again. Um, it's just, unfortunately it was in that time where everything in my life blew up and it was the, the victim, shall we say uh, of everything. So that's what happened. Um, very, very depressing, very ugly. I got into a very, very dark place. Uh, I, I basically called my, my life a black hole because not even light would escape it. It was amazing, you know. So um, everything I did was negative. Everything I did, I hated. Um, and that's it. So, but now I'm back and I'm hopefully funny again. Uh, hopefully that Consuelo imitation was a good one. And I'm back to my old way. And it's a new Facebook page. And, I, and, and, and people were like, you know, what are you being a snot now? Because my old page, I went as Bob Gar. My new one, I'm Robert Gar. And, and I was like, no, I just didn't want to do Bob Gar to Bob Gar. That was, was, that was the only thing about it. And it was just, if, if you look at my page now, completely different from my old one. You know, I put Bunny rabbits and kittens and dogs and puppies and things on there. Surround yourself with positivity. Like, what? Yeah. Which, yeah. People are like, what the hell's wrong with him? You know, <laughs> well, now they're going to hear this interview and, and they'll find out because I've kept it quiet until now. So well, you get the exclusive on the, the demise the, and rebirth of Bob Gar. Um, you know, so, yeah, so I just I needed to wipe out all that negativity. And that's all that was becoming because of people that were mad at me for not uh, writing books and, and people that were, um, you know, calling me names behind the scenes because of, of uh, what had happened. Cause I told a few people 
what was going on, and they thought that was complete BS, and they ripped me a new one and uh, called me things like weak and uh, useless, spineless. I was called a loser. Uh, I'll never work for you again, things like that. And at the time, it was was painful and all, but I – my my life was more important than the books at that point. Right. And until until I got myself back on track, there was no way I could do anything. And I'm not going to do that to the, the fans we have. Um, I'm not going to write subpar stuff. I, I refuse to do that. And um, I, I just was not going to do it. I was not going to just put out crap. And that's what was coming out was, was crap in my mind. I was looking at, at scripts and, and they were just awful. And, you know, it was just like, oh, God in heaven, I can't really read this stuff. So that was another reason why. So um, I took the time off and then got back on track. And now I've been a writing fool, <laughs> just a fool, <laughs> and uh, just and writing my butt off lately and all. So uh, here's the big announcement that I would love to share with, with you. You're the, the first to hear it because I haven't told anybody else and all, but uh, believe it or not, we're going to go from complete nothing to between Halloween and next February at the latest, four new books will be coming out. Wow! So, dang. Four new, four new title, four you know, four books, four separate books, and uh, we are back. So all those people that were like, "Hey, UWS is gone," ha ha, we're back. <laughs> there, take that. <laughs> And uh, good fart noise, yeah. Guys. Oh, you take that. So, You're welcome. Yeah, so, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that was just that wasn't a noise. You heard that? Oops. <laughs> I'm so embarrassing. Anyway. Well, hey, uh, Bob, yeah, can I? Yeah. Um, just want to let you know. Hey, this is Jason. Yeah. Um, I don't believe we've spoken since way Hi, back when we had a uh, little uh, podcast called uh, Drunk Dorks. Yeah, it's um, been didn't, a while. Didn't know oh, you. Uh, know yep, <laughs> yep. Me and Stephanie were both part of that, and I guest on her show now and then, mostly when I'm coming to hang out with her for the weekend. <laughs> but I was just on your new Facebook page. I did too. <laughs> it is. Uh, it is a paragon of uplifting animal and Frankenstein images. And um, I also <laughs> just went on the uh, UWS page and ooh la la, um, saw that Kickstarter post. But it's good to see you uh, trying to be positive on social media. I tried the same thing a little while back and kind of found out that I mostly stopped posting. <laughs> but but I, I, get, I get a little trickle of content out now and then. So it's, it's a good way to do things. It's the, the negativity negativity that either you create yourself or comes from you or that you get from other people. It took me a while to realize that I didn't need to dwell on that online. And, you know, even when I feel like crap, you know what, if I find a picture of a cute fucking bunny rabbit and I post that, it might not make me happy, but it's going to make someone mm-hmm. else happy. So I'm, I'm kind of there with you on, the, you. on the trying to be a positive thing. It, you can, to a certain extent at least, you can change your mood kind of by forcing yourself to change your mood. So it's, I think that's a good move. I think it's a good yes. move. And I yes. just added you as a friend because I didn't know you, uh, you. switched sites or switched pages. So look for yeah. that ad. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it, it was funny because I, I guess I was kind of an ass as well at point two because I put out a little thing about – I'm changing pages, and if you want to join me, come on along. And if not, that's fine too. And so I just wanted to see who would come on along, and it was it was interesting to see, you know, who would do that. But but you know, that was just uh, I, I like delving into people's minds. Uh, I, I love studying the human race. I find it to be uh, an interesting thing, and 
I, I'm much more comfortable with animals and, <laughs> and, um, and fluffy bunnies and puppies and things like that. But I think, I, I, I truly think because of what I write, people think that I'm this really dark person and maybe that's why they acted the way they did with me. Um, I don't know. I can't a- answer for other people. Um, I just, I just think that maybe that's what they think I'm like. But you know, the what I tell people is the writing is very therapeutic. It it helps me get rid of the darkness that's in my soul because I'm not the, what I write. I just that when I was a kid, that's what I grew up on: horror movies and and monsters and things that go bump in the night. That's what I like. That's my genre. You know, movies and and books and things that I like and. You know, but, you know, as you, Jason, and Stephanie, you know, you know you've spoken to me a few times. You know, I, I'm quite funny, I think, or at least I try to be. I bomb a lot. I know that, but I try to be funny. And, and, and that's just my two sides. But I think that's what people thought was, oh, well, he's so dark and all, and I'm not going to, you know, I'll take negative status with him, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it was like, mm, fine, fine, if that's the way you want to be. But, yeah, just the negativity got to be too much, and it was just, it was time for a change. And, I'm, I'm glad I did it. I lost a lot of friends, hundreds and hundreds of quote unquote Facebook friends. So, Facebook friends are, are fleeting. Are not they're not real friends. Most they're, of they're them. They're not even people. No, no. It's okay. Yeah. I think at one point on the old page, I was up to like over 2,300 people. And I think right now I'm at 118. Well, so, that's, that's yeah. probably actual real people. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So, so it's all good, but yeah. So there, there's where I've been, and that's the the most negative and and serious. I'll be on this interview, so I, I hope it wasn't too depressing. But no, I I, I, I actually oh, I really appreciate yeah. you being honest about that because I think there there is still a stigma, you know, when it comes to like depression and anxiety and all these other things. I'm a psychologist. Um, that's what I have my degree in, and um, just as you said, I'm fascinated, you know, by people and like how they work and. I think that if more people were real and honest about their depression and their anxiety, it would be not so abnormal and it wouldn't be something that made other people feel uncomfortable. Whereas right now, I do still feel that when people talk about it, it makes other people feel uncomfortable. As right. as a right. fellow um, artist, as a writer, I think that a lot of creators um, have mental illness in some way. I myself mm-hmm. battle with you know, pretty serious anxiety. Um, I know most of my friends that are creators deal with depression and anxiety. So Mm -hmm. maybe that's just, maybe that's part of what gives us that creative edge because. Yeah. I think so. I I mean, I looked into this being, yeah. And I agree with you. I'm sorry if I, if I cut you off, I didn't mean to, um, was, was that you're right. Most of, uh, I know in the business and that I know who right now we're nuts. (laughs) <laughs> so hell yeah we are <laughs> you know you know and i'm pr- I, you know i'm gonna get a shirt i'm nuts and i'm proud of it you know so you know <laughs> uh you know but uh you know i would have loved to have written a comic about it but that damn howie noel beat me to it so uh anyway, oh my gosh <laughs> I, dare he? I we That's had him uh we had him on the show um <laughs> a few weeks ago and we yes. got to read a preview yes. of it and it, it is really out, good. it's outstanding you you're gonna love it how he cool. how Very he gets cool. it. He's one of those another creator. Yep, he's another good person, good creator that mm-hmm. has demons. We all do, and I'm really mm-hmm. glad mm-hmm. that you were able to find your way out 
because that's the hard part. You know, getting into, you know, falling into that hole is pretty easy, actually. But digging Mm -hmm. your way out of it and coming out a better person, a stronger person is the hard part. So super proud of you, dude. Well, and that's the other thing, too, is uh, staying out. Oh, I'm sorry. I I cut you off here. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Um, It's fine. It's It's the phone thing. I'm sorry. So uh, I apologize. No, I was just being a smart ass and saying I'm super Bob now. (laughs) Super Bob! Most of as, as most of what I say, you know, completely irrelevant and unnecessary. So please go ahead, Jason. I'm sorry. I was I was just going to say, is staying out of that hole too is a lifelong struggle. And, and you know, uh, at least we've all been there. No one's going to fault you if you fall back in for a bit. The important thing is to never stop trying to stay out of it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We all got your back yeah, here, Bob. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. And right back at you. So you awesome. Know, so, yeah, we all know how we feel here. You know, which is good. Sometimes we have to commiserate, you know, and that's one of the beautiful things about, again, having, you know, creator friends because creator friends get – we we kind of understand how hard it can be. And this is one of the the things that I've been wanting to really discuss with another writer and I feel like – I feel like you're you're the guy that I want to discuss this with. Um, Please do. And, you know, you were talking about, you know, you were writing and you were finding – um, what you were writing to be subpar, not good. You weren't pleased with it. Um, it's very difficult, I think, that uh, when when we have deadlines, okay, so we're working on a series or whatever, and we're like, okay, this is slated to come out here, so I have to have this done by this date, yada, yada, yada. Um, it becomes – it can become a chore and not mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. actually okay. getting to write what you want. Um, and right, I, right. I feel like that's a hole that a lot of writers uh, fall into, and I found myself doing that this year myself. Um, now that you were feeling stronger, you're back, you're like ready. I mean, is it because you let yourself not stress about it and then let it come freely out? Because I feel mm-hmm. like that's, uh, that's key. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good p- part of it. Yeah, I just I, I look back on the people that unfriended me and all, and that was the first step was just you know, well, I don't need them then, and and they really weren't friends, and all. The the eye opener really was when I went to the doctors and he said, well, what do you do for fun? I said, I I write comics, and he said, no, what do you do for fun? <laughs> I said, that's that's what I do. He goes, no, 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 don't you go out? I'm like, I work. No, no, no. He goes, what do you? do after work i come home and i write and he was like you could see he was getting frustrated like this conversation was just not going anywhere and he's like right don't you go to the movies or go to you know out to eat or anything i'm like no i i i don't i'm i'm a hermit i guess and and he's like well this isn't good this is this is part of your problem here you you've got to go out you've got to you know release that stress and and i said well there's where the writing comes in he's like but that's not fun he said, don't you have deadlines and things? I'm like, yes. He goes, all right, then it's work. Mm-hmm. It's not fun. It's, it's work. And I didn't realize that. I, I really didn't think about that until he said it. And that's what really got the, the ball rolling. And, you know, as I kept going and, and could see the light at the end of the tunnel, I kept wanting to be that old Bob and that one that people came to and, and wanted a good time. But there were others that really know me. And if they had their problems, it was Bob, the bartender and you know, Bob, the psychologist, and I would try and help because um, I, I don't believe in helping myself. I help others. 
Yes, I can definitely agree with that too. statement. Like, yeah, even I, I find myself yeah. being the same way. Mm-hmm. Helping others it's makes really me weird, feel but better. I, I kind of, I kind of loathe myself. Um, I kind of hate myself, really, which is kind of, you know, which really threw people off a lot. And it was, and, and that was adding to it. I really, and I'm still not clear to that. It, in all honesty, I really don't like myself that much because of what happened with putting everything on hold and holding people up. And I felt really bad about it. And, and it was really bad last year. And once I finally started clearing myself back up and it was like, you know, too bad. They had to wait and do another book. It was, that's basically what I had to do was just say too bad. You, you're going to have to wait until I get my head back on straight. Yeah. They think... didn't like hearing that of course. And, and, and you know, they're, they're, they're done and that's fine. I wish them the best. And, I hold no, really, no ill will toward most most of them. There's some, <laughs> I think, <laughs> but um, you know, but you know, I can't let all of them go. But I let most of them go, and I think that was very healthy and very therapeutic was to be able to let that negativity go, definitely, and to you know find that old the old me and and find that that person and come back and bring that person back that people like to be around and people want to party with and joke around and, yes and and have a good time with and that's. That's where I'm at now. Finally, for like the first time, I would say it's been over a year, uh, actually. This is the first time where I feel the closest I've ever been to old Bob. See, I think also with some people, uh, I I feel that, at least for myself, I know how you were saying, like, you you sometimes loathe yourself because you're putting these people above yourself. And I know I've talked Mm -hmm. to so many people. They're like, well, you need to be more selfish. You need to be more selfish. But when I when I try to be more selfish, then you get those moments where you're like, okay, well, maybe I'm being too selfish. Um, Mm -hmm. It's it's Mm -hmm. a very um, it's a very odd scale to balance um, when you are dealing with depression and even anxiety or anything like that. It's a very, very severe or a very, very hard process. weight system you can't you know a little bit too much here and then you know maybe you're being too much of a self-centered asshole but you're really just trying to focus Mm -hmm. on yourself and people don't get that a lot of the time Mm -hmm. there are too many times Mm -hmm. where you know people don't understand that yes i need to stop doing what i'm doing and i need to i need to pull back and i need to focus on me because if i don't focus Mm -hmm. on me you're not going to get me 100 percent. i'm not going to be there And I think a lot of people don't really see that sometimes, you know, you do have to pull back. You do have to sit on the sidelines for a minute and be like, I can't talk to you right now or I can't do this. Or you you have to tell people no. And if they don't get it, then they don't get it. You know, Mm -hmm. you can try to explain to them. But if they're not going to understand or they're not going through it or if they have never been through it, they're not going to get it. And you just sorry. There's the door. If you can't help mm-hmm, me mm-hmm. be me, then or right. if you can't help me at all um, get to maybe where I need to be, what, you know, because I've been there for you so many times. If you can't help me in return, then there's the door. Please exit left because I can't mm-hmm. I can't help you right now if I don't have my shit together. GTFO. Right. <laughs> yes. There you go. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's funny you said that because I got called that. I was I was called a self uh, to, to the to the word 
self-centered asshole yep. is what I was called. Yep. Uh, I was called, I guess we could say these words on this. I was called uh, a, a MFR. I was called Swear a away. I was say it a all. Self-centered, <laughs> self-centered. Uh, I was called, told I was ignorant, uh, that I only think of myself. Yep. And, I'm, and, and inside, I'm laughing at these people because I'm like, my God, I'm the exact opposite. Exactly. I would give you the shirt off all. of my back if you needed it mm-hmm. that badly. Like, I, I've, I mean, and uh, just recently, I mean, even though I'm not even in the, um, the greatest state, uh, but I, I have a coworker who is in between trying to find somewhere to stay. And, Meanwhile, I'm talking to her and giving her um, one of my, the rooms in my home. So she has somewhere to go. So she has a bed to sleep in and a roof over her head. But meanwhile, I'm getting called out on the other side saying, well, I'm a bitch. I, you know, I, you know, I, I, I like to break rules or I just don't give two shits about anybody. That is not the case because. Right. I was like, I'm starting. I, I, we had a discussion at work too because apparently, you know, stuff was popping off. So we all sat down and we're having this conversation. I told him, I was like, look, I remember a day where I would walk in this, this, this place, this building, and I would be excited. I would, I was looking forward to work. I would talk nonstop about what happened that day. I would stay late because I'm learning new things or I'm doing new things or maybe just the conversation was good and I didn't want to leave. I was like, now I can't wait to leave. I can't wait to get out of this place. I was like, everybody's energy is so rotten. It is draining. Mm -hmm. Everybody's attitudes Mm -hmm. here are shitty. I was like, and yes, I was looking for somewhere to go or I'm looking for somewhere to go because I don't want to be around you soul draining life suckers. Uh, I was just like, I can't, I cannot be here. I was like, we were, we're supposed to be, we're supposed to be sisters. We see each other every stinking day. Every day. We're supposed <laughs> right, to be tighter. Right. We're supposed to be there. For, we see each other more than our own our own families. So why right. is it mm-hmm. that I can walk? Why is it that when I, I leave or when I come into work, I could be having a great day. But as soon as I step into that building, like my whole positive life force is just sucked right out of me. And I want to get mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. I was like, yep. I can't yep. do it. And if you want to call me a bitch for, or you want to call me being self-centered for that, then that's fine. Just know that this is how I feel. And this is this is this is me right here on the plate. And they all kind of just sat back and they looked at me and they kind of like it was almost like a blank face. Like everybody was just like, wow. And, and, and my bosses at turn kind of just looked at me and I'm like, I'm sorry if that was too blunt. But, I, you know, I can't. I can't go around pretending to be happy when I'm not. I was like, I get stressed out here more than I do at home and this shouldn't happen. But yeah, they, they, I told them how it was and, you know, they kind of changed their attitude a little bit more seeing how that I'm not completely, you know, I might be crazy, but I'm not, you know, a bad crazy (laughs) dude. We're all crazy. So we're all a little crazy. I mean, crazy. Yeah. But at least, you know, sometimes it's easier to get that to get that shit out on the table so you know what you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, if you don't want me here, tell me to leave and I'm gone. You know? There you go. Because, mm-hmm. again, yeah. I need to focus on me. I need to focus on being happy. And if I can't be here mm-hmm. and do my job, then I'm useless. There you go. Yep, I, I agree. I, I told everyone at work, you know, when I was going through it, because they were, 
they they noticed it. You know, they 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 knew something was up, and I just had a, a one-on-one with with everyone, and 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 they were fine with it, and 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 you know, it was like, well, that's cool, and and all because it was just to the point where they kept asking, what's wrong? What's wrong? I'd say nothing, and it finally just got to the point where it's like, look, I'm just going to tell everyone so they can quit asking me yeah. left and right what's wrong. Sometimes you, you need know? to, and, and I told them, yeah. So, you know, but um, yeah, I I guess I guess to people, I was like. Yeah, a clown to everyone, and in my mind, I was more like the clown from It, you know. So, you know, that's just you know how 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 I viewed things and all. So, so yeah, so it was very. It's very strange how people look at you, and they don't even know they don't know anything about you, but they're they're more than willing to label you, mm-hmm. and 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 it per, you know permanently. And it's like you know, just fine, do whatever you want. I'm at that point in my life now. It's like if, if you like me. That's great, and if you don't like me, that's fine too. Exactly. It's your loss. Exactly. Exactly. Fuckingly. Exactly. Fuckingly. Ears are burning. Ears are burning. Stop that. Fuckingly. I know all the swears. We luckily on our show, the only time we don't swear is if we we talk to somebody and they're like, "Can we not have swears on the show?" We're like, "Okay." We won't oh, swear. And I'm like, it's like, can we swear like every other word? You know, yes, uh, abs- like, absolutely, you can. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. I, I, and I'll drink to that. <laughs> I am. Okay. I am also drinking. I'm drinking a single barreled uh, crown right now. It's very delicious. Um, mm, I'm drinking Hellboy Fireball whiskey. I have water. <laughs> Fireball. Well, you you did do a shot. I did do a shot earlier. It was barrel. really good, but oh god, I could feel that. It, I could feel that in my soul. Oh yeah, now, this mm. will this will reach your soul. <laughs> it definitely did. <laughs> it caressed it lightly. Uh, yeah. This like it brushed it brushed hair out of the way. It was just like hello. <laughs> this this will make an atheist sing hallelujah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> made the fat lady sing. That's for sure. <laughs> I really have gotten not hooked on, but I really, really love this Fireball whiskey, and it's really good with um, uh, Angry Orchard. Yep. Oh, so it's so good. Any type pie. of cider, you're yeah. good. Mm. Or if you want to be a mm. rebel, you could do- go ahead and mix it with a little bit of Ooh, love that. Oh uh, yeah, mm, Papa like. Mm. <laughs> okay. mm. Mm. Okay. So, so yeah, so that's it. Let's let's be fun now. Uh, we are. Everyone that's listening, look, I'm sorry. I really didn't mean to be serious. But hey, Bob. No, but now we'll get back you to you normal, d- Bob. Hi, you do everybody. not have to apologize. <laughs> no. First of all, you really don't have to apologize. I like I said, I appreciate you being honest because a lot of people aren't. So you a know lot what? of people that's are ballsy. Sc- exactly. There, a lot of people are scared to put out that you know. Life hey, is I'm, hard. Yeah, every nobody's perfect. I bet you half of the people are going through the same shit you are. So for you to put yourself mm-hmm. out there and tell, it's basically telling people you're not alone. I deal with this too, or I'm dealing with it and I'm getting out of it, and that's great. So you know, mm-hmm. um, be proud, dude. Exactly. I, thank you, thank you. I try to tell people that you know there is light at the end of the tunnel. I know quite a few people that they're just not ready to to reveal it, reveal it to the world, and I'm just like. Uh, I got to the point finally where it, it went on so long that now I'm just basically an open book. And, uh, you know, if, if if you dig what I say and, and you want to listen to it, that's cool. And if not, that's fine, too. But will I be there for you? Absolutely. And can I, if I'll try and help as much as I can. I know I'm not perfect and, and I won't help you 100%, but I'll 
do as much as I possibly can for you. And that's, that's all I can do. Exactly. You know? so, but that's, that's all it. anybody should expect. Do what mm-hmm. you can. And if you can't do anything mm-hmm. else, then that's fine. I, I appreciate that much. Anybody who's asking for more can go kick rocks. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I like that. I like that. <laughs> so, anyway, hi, U- UWS Comics has books coming out. Yes. <laughs> you try to change the subject real quick. <laughs> okay. So, I will. Delicious drink. Okay, next. That was a drink. Okay, that was a drink. So I have I have another uh, question for you um, when it comes to script writing because. like I'm, you know, new to script writing. Like fairly new. I've been doing it now for about two years, but um, mm-hmm. there's no specific way that uh, to write a script. There's no like specific format. There's no um, like you know industry standard. So I'm curious. Um, and this, I always want to ask people this, but I always feel like I'm like digging into their uh, like private business. Um, Go ahead. To to ask, <laughs> yeah. like how, how are we getting? <laughs> like how do you structure a script? How do you and and actually how do you attack a script? Like okay, we have a story. Um, you know, you have this great idea and you're like, oh my God, I'm totally going to write it. And I really want to make it a comic, but how do you, in, in my head, everything's always prose. Like I'm writing it, like I'm watching a movie and it's very hard for me to not be wordy. So when I write a script, I have to really pull back. Um, and I know for some people they have the, the opposite. They have to, you know, be more wordy, but I mean, like what is your process when it comes to, um, like, coming at a new story and putting it into script form? Well, usually, like, um, most most of my ideas come from dreams that I have. And I'll, I have a little pad of, of paper that I have next to me, and I'll, I'll wake up in the middle of the night, and I'm like, ooh, that's a good idea for the book, or that's a good idea for a new book. Scratch it down real quick. And then I'll, I'll ponder it for a while, and, and, and I really should, like, buy stock in Post-it notes because I go through Post-it notes like there's no tomorrow. And and I, I put things down as I as I as I think of them, and um, usually I end up with like a good general view of how I want the book to go, and and I take it from there, and then it goes from post-it note form to uh, note form, you know, and on paper, and then I start to put it in more of like a uh, end up in like a prose form, you know, like I'm writing an actual book, but the actual script for the for the comic that I write, it's like a movie script. Um, describing the sound effects and the backgrounds and what is said, and it's broken down by, you know, page one, panel one, panel two, panel three, blah, 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 page two, and like that. So it looks very much like a movie script. And and I found that was the most comfortable one for me because, like you said, there's no real set way of doing it. There's hundreds of ways that you can write the script. I kind of fell in the area of too verbose on some parts and not enough on others. So... I had to find that happy medium. But the thing that I like, the way I like to write, is I like to give the artist uh, a little leeway, or actually lots of leeway sometimes, because um, sometimes the artist will come up with a better idea than I will. And they'll draw something and they'll say, you know, Bob, what do you think of this? And, and I'm honest, I'll say, eh, let's stick with my idea. That, that's better. Let's, let's go closer to mine. But there are quite a few times where I'll go, I'll go, bingo, you get it. That's great. Let's go with it that direction. And I'll, I'll change the script and all. But, yeah, I'll write a script. I'll rewrite it 
Oh, I don't know. Anywhere from, I think the fewest I rewrote, fewest rewrites was 12. And I think one time in one book, I rewrote the script like 21 times before it was just the way I wanted it. So I try to keep it open a little bit, but that's, that's basically my way of writing it. Which like, it's like a movie script. That's what it is. So I start with the background of what the pa- panel should be, uh, and then the, the, what's, what's said by what character, and then the sound effects are put in and all that good stuff. So it's like layers of an onion, I guess, is the best way to, to put it. Just like, um, you know, the first is the background, the second is the voices, you know, what's said. Then we put the, uh, the, the, the special effects and the sound effects in, and hopefully the artist will get it. And I've been very blessed so far that apparently I write fairly well that the artists are pretty much excited about what they see and they pretty much nail exactly what I want. Beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah. It's always good too (laughs) when you work with an artist that, um, you know, really understands like what you're going for and and having that Mm -hmm. open communication is very important. I think um, Mm -hmm. when it comes to creating something, uh, you know, memorable and, and important. Um, script writing is so difficult to me. Like I'm still, I've gotten a lot better at it, but I'm still like, ah, like tell me to write a story. Okay. I can write a story. I got that. And then I'm like, how do I make this into a script? And then I eventually do it. (laughs) It works out eventually, but, (laughs) and that's all, you know, the more you do it, the better you'll get. Exactly. And you know, I've, I'm at the point where I've written about, seven or eight scripts. So, or okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm still a newbie. Mm-hmm. You're getting there. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, one of the things um, that I also wanted to uh, touch on you with was because you also, I mean, you WS comics, I mean, you're a publisher, so you publish mm-hmm. these comics and, you know, working in the indie scene is, it's, it's this wonderful, chaotic, crazy, beautiful, difficult thing. You know, there's so, it's like Cerebus. It has like so many heads and each one has like a good or a bad thing. It's, it's crazy. Um, Mm -hmm. What made you decide to unite everything into uh, doing your own publishing company? Because it's, you know, you can shop your stuff around to other indie companies or, you know, whatnot. You can even publish under a fake company, you know, that Mm -hmm. isn't, isn't anything because I have a, I have a friend who actually does that and it worked out well for him. So I'm like, what makes people decide to actually become a publisher? Because I am in the same boat as you. I I own my own publishing company, and I'm mm-hmm. curious as to like what like stokes your your flame on that. Complete and utter insanity. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. I will drink uh, well, to that. When we first formed, it was, you know, it was five guys that all had a kind of the same vision, and it was like, oh, we should just do this for ourselves. And, and all we wanted to, you know, write what I wanted to write and create the way we wanted to create and, and, and do it for ourselves. And, and that was, that was a, a good thing. But, you know, uh, as time moves on and people change, that didn't stay together. And so now it's just two of us that, you know, pretty much run everything and even i've kind of slacked back up and it's uh and and it's one guy's doing most of the of the work right now but we wanted to keep it us we didn't want i know it sounds kind of selfish i just didn't want to share it with somebody else some other company i just i wanted it to be us and 
we had you know these visions of grandeur that we would you know be a, a viable company and and everything would be great. And one day it still might be. You know, I I I think we're stable, but that's about all right now. Um, so it was just that kind of of, of thinking was is this is our our ideas and. And these are our ideas. Good English there, Bob. And, um, you know, <laughs> we just wanted to keep cool. it up. You know, it was just the nucleus of, of us. It was, you know, and that's what you have to do, I think, in this profession because, uh, gosh, how do I put this nicely? Not a lot of people are going to help you. Some will, but especially if you get a book that gets some buzz, people tend to turn their back on you. And you can't depend on them as much. Gosh, this is turning serious again. I'm so and, sorry. And no, and, um, this is a very know, but, serious but business. This is this is yeah, what we know, want to do. That, you know, yeah. it's right. okay. And that's what you've got to do. You, you. Uh, I mean, I don't mean to sound negative, but you've got to you, you've got to look out for yourself in this business. I don't I don't mean that to be, you know, self serving or anything like that. It's just the way of the business. It's so cutthroat and there's uh and so backstabbing and you know you've got to got to be really really careful keep your what they say keep your friends close and your enemies closer you know it's just i've learned that now being in this for a few years you know i when i first went in i'll admit i thought it was going to be this wonderful community of people that help each other out and and you know we'll we'll get these great ideas and and we'll become part of that community and we'll help out and and as time goes on you 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 see what the business really is like and okay at least you know I mean, you know you may be very lucky I'm, I'm sorry no i have to interrupt you because you need to come up to michigan because the michigan militia that is the indie comic scene here is all about uplifting mm-hmm. each other so unfortunately i feel really bad that you've had a, a very crappy um circle but up here that is how it is. It's it's a really beautiful thing, and that's that's really what got me into writing comics. Because if it was backstabby and crappy, uh, ooh, gosh. see, I would have ran for the hills. But hold seriously, co- come to Michigan, Bob. We got see, you. But hold on, hold on. <laughs> I see that there's be the Maryland chapter of the Michigan militia. <laughs> yes. Is that okay. I, I, we, we I would love to do that. I mean, this is what I thought it was going to be, and and, and you know, you, you learn that, especially going to like the shows around here and. You know, and that's another thing too. We haven't even done any shows in over a year, but you know, and, and um, you learn that. I, I really hate sounding so negative, but I'd rather be a hundred percent open and honest and truthful to you all. That's that's what this business is. It's awful. It's a it's it's a terrible business, but I love what I do, I, and that's what I want to do. I I want people to read my stuff and I've got some fans here in the area that I absolutely adore and that's what keeps me going if I had to keep it going because of the people in the industry I wouldn't be doing it I'll be that open and honest it's the fans that keep me going and all and you know um, it's really heartwarming when you get that that message from someone of Bob are you okay how come we haven't seen anything new right what's going on you know, and it's like that's cool, and that's why I do this, and you know, and that was part of the pressure too from last year was was trying to keep up to keep everybody happy because in my mind I'm like, oh my God, we're not putting anything out. People are going to be really PO'd and 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 on, and that was another thing there. So I'm sorry, I just kind of went on a tangent there, but anyway, um, yeah. So if it's because of the East Coast mentality, you know, because 
where I am, you know, we're within a five-hour radius of Boston, New York, Pittsburgh, Philly, uh, uh, Baltimore, Washington, you know, that whole area. Everything's competing with each other, you know, so. And that's um, that's the whole problem with the mentality of the indie scene, if that is there. (laughs) We should not be competing against each other because – you and right. I aren't going to write the same thing. You, we don't mm-hmm. write yeah. the same stuff. We write mm-hmm. our own things, and we should always uplift each other. And that's my message to anyone when I speak to them, like people that are coming up or you know asking about, like I have, you know, when I do conventions, I have um, you know young girls come to my table that are like, oh, I write, you know, I really want to do comics or I really want to write books. The whole point is. Mm-hmm. We need to uplift each other because nobody else can do what you do. You write your right. stuff. They mm-hmm. write their mm-hmm. stuff. That's it. It's not a competition. And if you look at right. it like a competition, that's when it becomes ugly. And that mm-hmm. is – it makes me really sad that there are people out there that look at it that way because I write what I what I love. And, mm-hmm. and I'm going to write what I love, whether it's popular or not. I'll probably, you know, <laughs> die poor. But, and that's great because I've done right. – I've taken that chance. I've done the thing I want to do. And I didn't mm-hmm. back down because there was no money in it or no fame or no glory because See, writing I, isn't for any of those things. No. I, I, well, I, I don't I, think. I, I agree. But I think also as somebody who, um, who internally loves to write – but hasn't put their stuff into action or into actual, you know, put it on paper. It's a little bit more difficult. Like I, to me, it's one of those things that, yeah, I see people saying, yeah, you know, there's great support, but I feel like there's still that amount of, I'm not good enough or I can't be good enough or I'm not going to be good enough. So you just don't try. The, and if you do, that these people are way better than you and it's not even going to see the light of day. That's every individual writer or artist or anybody who's creative. That's our mentality. We Whoa. shut ourselves down. <laughs> we always shut ourselves down. And that's the problem. We need to right. stop shutting well, ourselves you know, once down. We start, well, I'm sorry. No, yeah, no. Once we start doing shows again and all, and that's what I was doing before, was telling people, you know, I'd have people come up and what's it like to write and what do you do and, and blah, 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 blah. I always push it. And... And, you know, I, I push them to do what they want to do. And, and I personally, once I get back in the shows, I'm going to really push it now because I think right now is a really good time to be an independent writer because if things go the way they're going right now in about another, I don't even think five years, probably three years, there won't be a Marvel Comics left. They're getting ready to implode upon themselves. Oh, yeah, things and, are looking real ugly down yeah, there. Yeah, they <sighs> That's getting very, very ugly, and I think, unfortunately, though, they're the big wigs, and people see that happening, and they're like, "Well, I'm not going to get into comics, or you know, why should I if this if they can't work it out?" That's why we need the indie books, because I think more and more we're becoming the backbone of the industry, and hell yeah, you know, you know, yeah, and and, and it's good because the, the the indie books. When you're in that same team, everything's good like that. I mean, Marvel—they they can't get along at all. It's it's awful. And I just I read an article the other day about just everything is collapsing uh, upon themselves. The, the sales are dropping and everything like that. Unfortunately, I think people see that and they think, well, if Marvel's dropping, the whole comic industry's dropping. No, no, no. It's just Marvel. That's 
fit. And that's what I've been telling a few people left and right. Cause I've had some, some people ask, you know, is it, you know, are you still going to do comics? And I'm like, you know, why? Well, you know, Marvel's falling and it's really not a good industry to, I'm like, I am in this industry because I love it. And to be honest, I never really would want to work for somebody like Marvel. I, I like the indie way. I, I like the way that, that we do things. And, um, I just don't want to be a part of that. And, and that's, you know, so, so I see that becoming a problem as well with the comic industry. And that's what we're going to have to suck up and, and, and stay strong. And on, that's why I think what burns me about the, all the backstabbing and I'll say, if we would come together, then the indie company, the indie industry would be so wonderful. It could be so much better. It really could. And I think it could be a truly viable part of the comic industry we just need to make our voices heard more. Unfortunately, most people just hear Marvel or DC and they think that's all comics and there's the problem. But now, you know, we're seeing Marvel doing this, this stuff that they're doing and it just, it kind of paints the whole industry in a negative way. So, um, you know, that's what I worry a little bit about, but I think that's, that's why it's good to be indie right now. Well, I wanted to say, Am, am I on? Okay, there, there we go. go. Sorry about that. I <laughs> want to say um, good to hear from you. that's, uh, that's um, kind of what we've seen happen in the video game industry, and it's not exactly the same because there hasn't really been a complete implosion, and instead of like the big two, you've got like the big 20 or so. Yeah, there's a, there's but, a shit ton more of that. But we've seen like mm-hmm. these the failures of these huge AAA titles over and over again where these companies are actually starting to like fear for their lives, and it's not that people mm. don't like video games they want good video games and we've seen the indie community come in and basically fill that niche completely like if you go on steam almost every top not necessarily all the top selling but most of the top rated and most popular games are all indie games oh yeah yep and i think we'll see that with uh with comic books too it's like when when there you get to kind of that level where where like the big players kind of hit that level of hubris Mm-hmm. Where they kind of feel that they can't do anything wrong, but, and then they start doing stuff yeah, wrong. Yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Right. We'll see the other players come in and you know take care of it, pretty much. Right. And on that note, we are just about at time. Um, Bob, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story with us. Um, we always love talking to you, by the way. Like, and that's not just you know me blowing smoke up your butthole. That's me being honest. Just so you know, <laughs> oh, smoke up your butthole. Well, you know, it, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I was so, yeah, I'm sorry. I was so serious this time. I, I promise. The next time, I'll be much more funnier. And no, well, Bob, I'll attempt to be funnier. You, you don't have to be anything. You just have we to be like yourself. You the way you are. <laughs> exactly. There's no. Oh. You just have to be you, and we appreciate it. Um, if people want to check out what you're working on, what's coming up, you know, in the next few months, because I know you said you've got four books coming out, where can mm-hmm. they find you? Okay, well, we are right now at uh, www.uwscomics.com, and uh, boy, we really went mm. out on that one, didn't we? And um, <laughs> real quick, uh, Four books. We have uh, Knights of Kevlar getting ready to come out pretty soon here. Um, we've got uh, Blackjack is finally coming out after many delays. That's coming out. Um, Until We Sleep number four is coming out uh, probably early next next year. And then new book that I'm announcing right now. Oh, real quick. i got two real quick announcements if I can. Oh, quick. Absolutely. Uh, Until We Sleep. We have a brand new new artist. Stephen Strange is his name. Check him out. Really cool style. Uh, I wanted him for the longest time with us and finally got him. And uh, the other book that I'm doing now, I will 
uh, announced to the world for the first time. It's a brand new book called Obsolete. Uh, it will be drawn by an excellent artist who I, I've become good friends with uh, named Jason Kimball uh, out of Minnesota, tattoo artist. Uh, Stephen Strange's tattoo artist, too. Um, he is on my uh, Facebook page. Yes, yes. They're all, uh, you find these guys on Facebook, you'll see stuff. I haven't really said anything about obsolete, so I'm giving the scoop to you guys. That's yes. the announcement of it. Uh, we it's, love it's them. A kaiju book. So, giant monster book, but the twist is going to be well, that's why the book's called Obsolete, because mankind will be obsolete when we're done with it. Boom. So, that's where the title of the book comes from. So, <laughs> yeah. So, Check those guys out real quick, and I'm you know, check me out, Robert Gar at Facebook, and and I'll be more than happy to talk to you about what we're doing and all this good stuff. But you, we're back. Uh, sorry, everyone, the nightmare, your, your nightmare came back. UWS Comics is back in business, <laughs> and we are so freaking happy that that is a thing. Thank, thank you, you so much for coming thank on you. the Way Station. Yes, thank you very, we appreciate very much. It. Um, Thanks, guys, for having me. I appreciate it very abso- much. Absolutely, and just a reminder to anybody who's listening tonight. Um, our next show is going to be in two weeks, and after that, we are going on hiatus for the no, month. No, it's going to be next week. Is oh, because technically next week is our original day because two weeks would be. Your oh, so, day. so you're going to meet me in Monroe because I have Monroe Comic Con on sure. Saturday. <gasps> okay, all right. So our next show is going to be aired live next weekend at Monroe Comic Con, and then we will be going on hiatus. For the entire month of October, and I apologize, um, I'm having surgery, and I will not be able to fulfill my podcast duties. So uh, thank you for being patient. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back and better than ever once my surgery is complete, and I'm super healthy. We're just going to have to talk to her with a, via megaphone. Yes. Okay. I might be super deaf. So, <laughs> and on that note, thank you, Bob. Thank you, Shim. Or Jason Hey-o. for joining thank us you on the show. World. Thank you, Jess, for engineering this beautiful and thanks, Mickey You're the Mouse. Shit episode. Oh, no problem. <laughs> and uh, oh, we will see you next weekend at Monroe Comic Con live. Toodles.